What's shaking, cats and kittens? I'm Rob Lee from Getting to the Truth in This Art. And this podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Bazaar. Bazaar is a gift shop for those seeking the strange and unusual. Got morbid curiosity? Got an interest in natural history? Bazaar's got you covered. Bazaar specializes in antique medical equipment, jewelry, prints, funerary antiques, and many other morbid gifts. The inventory is ever-changing. I'm wearing a great death's head moth pin, and I'm enjoying this hand-poured candle called Overgrown Cemetery. It's great. It has the studio smelling awesome. Head on over to 3534 Chestnut Avenue in Baltimore, Sinan Hamden neighborhood, and see what they got to offer at Bazaar. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And my next guest is a model, artist, music promoter. We have Mac Mini on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So um, I came across you through a few different people that have been on. Um, like I started following your your account and saw you had some some interesting things going on there. And then I saw the um, I think I saw you tagged in a few posts from um, Easy Jackson, who was the I think second or third guest on this podcast. So I was like, all right, if Easy's rocking, let me let me see what's good. So from from there, could you describe your work and which and what you do and what you're all about? Uh, yes. So I am a model. I am an alternative model. I am an artist. I work on music. I write. I work on filming. And, you know, I also promote lots of art. I love music and I love art. It's been a very big proponent of my life for a very long time. That's that's a, I think that's important. Like um, you if it's something that's a passion of yours, that's um, a proponent of your life, a part of your life. And if you're able to kind of get into that spot where you can promote and maybe uh, kind of help some people move in a certain direction and get, get certain eyes and ears on their product. I think that that that's really cool. And that really helps out. Yes. Um, so the promotion part actually began before anything else. I would say when I was 18, I met um, a very, um, eclectic, eccentric type of promoter in Baltimore. I actually worked with a couple different promotion teams in the EDM community. Mm -hmm. And one of them was one of my good friends, Michael Morstein. And I helped promote and support and push artists that were on the bills of his events, Prism events. And that's where I met a lot of the artists such as Easy Jackson. Um, so again, I met a lot of the people that I'd promote most of them when I was 18, um, I'm 26 now. Oh, wow. So, so you've been in it, you've been in it for getting, getting close to a decade. So it's not like you're new at this. Like I'm, I'm dabbling in promotion. It's like, no, nah, I've done this. No, I've done that. Um, we, there was festivals, there was different, different crews, different types of events. And, um, I took a, a liking to a lot of the artists, um, in the EDM side, mm -hmm. um, and the hip hop side, because a lot of the events would have, um, a slew of different local EDM artists, but it would also feature hip hop artists, but they would always be local and they would always, um, be some of the best, they, like, the, like flat out the best, you know, um, we, I met Easy, mm -hmm. Ill Conscious, Mike mm -hmm. Even, who else? You know, Dirt Platoon, 
Lonnie Moore, a lot of dope artists. Um, I, I don't know if you are familiar with J Pope and Funk Friday before they were J Pope in the, the here now, or before she was J Pope in the here now and, yeah. uh, Wendell Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, I, an interview I did with him is coming up very soon. Uh, cause I've, I've tried to keep my, uh, my ears to everything that's going on and having people like I, when someone says that they have something, an interesting story or have multiple things going on, so suddenly my ears get bigger. It's like, Oh, I can hear you. I can hear what's going on. And, um, you, you had some, some interesting things that were going on. You're, um, so I read that you're a retired U S air force vet. I am. I went in when I was about 23 and I retired last year. Um, I had a very interesting story. I was, um, in a very difficult situation with a domestic situation with a partner and the military got me out of that situation and put me into a different situation. And it pretty much was a lot of trauma after that. But um, I'm thankful for my time in the military because it's left me in a much better place. Sure. And to hire, you know, in only four, less than four years, four years, it's definitely a, a blessing on my part with the health issues that I face. So I'm definitely thankful for that, but it was definitely a dark period of my life. And, um, you know, we don't want to go into a whole political talk as to why, but, you know, I'm very happy to be back out into the regular world and yeah. around things that I love and enjoy. It was very hard being away from my community for four years and I'm very happy to be back. And, um, yeah. So when I got actually around the end of my military careers, when I started modeling specifically in alternative modeling, it was, um, very profitable for me. Um, <laughs> I like that right away. Cause I was, as I'm leaving this military situation, I stepped into a custody battle mm. because I had a child while I was in the military and, um, I had a child with a very toxic, abusive, and um, damaging upcoming artist. And that's not from here. And basically, I needed to get away. Like, I needed to get away from that. I was making me very sick to the point where I was losing. I lost, like, 20 pounds in a month. I was on a heart monitor. Wow. I was up blood. Um, a lot of the people that might listen to this, a lot, at least a lot of the artists, they would know the story when that. And so I started the modeling. And again, it was very lucrative for me. I ran up about 28,000 followers in under a year. Um, I have been flown all around the country to the work. Um, I've gone to Dominican Republic. I've gone to New York, Boston, Dallas, Texas, a few times, Chicago, a few times, Tampa Bay, Colorado, Denver twice, actually, Indianapolis, M Minneapolis, Philadelphia, so speak on that a little bit. I want to, I want to hear like, how does, how do, what does that look like when it comes to like that kind of traveling schedule? That's, that's something that has me like really curious, like. Because I'm a hundred percent or at least I was, I've lost eight pages in a year as wow. an alternative model. Um, I was pretty much targeted and mm -hmm. we don't really go there targeted by other people in the community targeted by, um, some people will probably say incels, but I'm going to stick with people in the community because I ran up, again, a lot of followers in a very short time. Um, it was going at over a thousand per week at one point for like a nine week streak. And that type of attention can get other women a little bit jealous. Mm. And um, 
there was it's not just like conspiracy or or guessing like there was a lot of there was a couple of different incidents that that kind of revealed that in the community that community um so yeah again what does that look like for me that looked like i was traveling every weekend um yeah. i answering lots of messages um trying to set these up cipher through who is actually a reliable sponsor and i mean lots of messages between email whatsapp text messages twitter instagram when instagram was my main source of like work but it's daunting because a lot of the times like i mean i was the type of person who was 100 percent crowd sponsored i've never paid to fly anywhere to work mm-hmm. where people women will book their tours and fly out to these places and set up a schedule whereas i will offer dates and then somebody will pay to fly me to that place i show up to the place and i work um it, it, it almost has that vibe of, and I, and I have a question about that, but it almost gives me that inclination similar to someone that's going out for a show, whether it be a comedian, whether it be a wrestler, whether it be uh, someone that's in music, it's just like, yo, get me to the venue, have that check ready and, and let's go from there. Like I I'm bringing the talent, you know? They have not deposit ready before I even step on that plane. First of all, you ain't getting me on a plane unless Big I have facts. in my pocket already. And usually that also involves the deposits from all my other clients. So yeah, I usually I have half my money before I leave. And then of course, sometimes there's last minute people who will pop up, um, alternative modeling. So I was a foot model. So the most interesting thing is that I've been flown. One of the most interesting things I've been flown to Denver to, um, dominate men like i oh wow yeah i like spent an hour and 45 minutes kicking a guy in the nuts um or oh. people pay their their and they pay basically for their ticket yeah and there's a show <laughs> um and it's a very interesting show <laughs> and you know my big thing was never any nudity yeah. and my safety absolutely and having fun and I would usually use these opportunities to promote music. I would just be playing my, the music that I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's great, actually. It's just like, yeah, while I kick this dude in the nuts for like the next 15, 20 minutes, uh, here's my EP. <laughs> not my EP. Like, here's the best local hip hop I got. Like, here, here's the, here's the shit you want to hear. Like, right. what you need to hear what I think you need to hear. Um, or it would be, of course, The weekend, who I love, which so falls yeah. into because he's an artist, but I feel like, I feel like you, you sent a a response over like, look, these feats ain't touching anything until I get that deposit. Facts. I'm not (laughs) going up there. I'm not in my house till I get a fucking deposit. I did it. Um, that's not, that's not stable or, or smart or finance. Like I can't do that. Um, I wouldn't recommend anybody to do that, to put themselves in situation where they could get stranded somewhere and not get back or to put themselves in a situation where they're losing time with their family and they're not getting paid and they may or may not even be getting a lot of exposure. Like there's some of these flights I go on where I don't have a sold out day mm-hmm. of meet and greets. I don't have, you know, what I would say as a successful weekend. So the deposit and from the initial booking ensures that I can at least cover my childcare. And that, I mean, either way I'm getting back because I'm not paying for my flight back, but yeah. 
at least so, I mean, pay for childcare and basic essential needs. But I would say that it is a lot like booking events and a lot of the people mm-hmm. like I meet through it um, are genuine people. Uh, there's a lot of eccentric people. Mm-hmm. There's I've met producers. I've met people who do other things in the art realm. I've met signed videographers, like all different types of things. Signed meaning like not in this community, like they're actual professional videographers and photographers they bring me lots of gifts and build little shrines sometimes like for the last time i was in new york i had literally somebody printed out photos somebody brought me tampons and pads because i have endometriosis and i started on my period out of the blue and was flaring um chocolates a toy a card all these a pizza all these things and just like set up in my my space it was so cute i was like oh because you usually see stuff like that when people are dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah so see, like little shrines of people while they're living so i, it, I think I'm very well in that well that's that's great and i, I think you you keyed in on something and you know because I, I look at and in, in that broad space of you, you touched on it uh basically uh it's like make sure whatever you're supposed to get that into that, that contract or that agreement or what have you make sure that you have some indication that you're getting the thing that you're supposed to get. Cause I can speak on that from firsthand experience where I've early didn't know, you know, doing work with someone. And, you know, I was told some terms of, Hey, we're going to do two hours of radio, what have you, or an hour of radio, something like that. Need you to host it. You're going to be talking to this many guests, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you're going to be charged at this rate. We get through the whole process. I didn't have any money up front. So right there, I didn't, I broke your, your first you, rule. You put risk on yourself. Like you put it, you put a risk and yeah. hardship stuff there because, and I understand, I mean, I understand, like I understand the need to, <laughs> there, yeah. but yes, you put yourself in a vulnerable situation there. And you kind and of put a person, so, your promoter or whoever was paying you. So in that vulnerable spot, like, you know, once, once it came down to, okay, here's your money. And it reminded me really a lot of like, uh, independent wrestling or promotions. Cause notoriously, and, and the same thing with like music promoters, not as much now because people are more, I, I would imagine not as much now because people are, are lawyered up more, more often than not. But if you're at a certain stage where you don't have a lawyer, you're at that person's kind of will. So, you know, we wrap everything up. I've done everything I was supposed to have done actually went above and beyond. And then suddenly I'm, oh, I only got a third of what I'm supposed to give you, bro. And I was like, huh. And instead of me, you know, getting really tight about it, I was just like, all right, when it comes to money and things like that, it's like, this has taught me a lesson. So that's, and I think what you described earlier is the, essentially that lesson you, you knew that going into this type of work and and being in that um, alternative model space. Yes. Yes, I did. So let, let's, let's talk about artists a little bit. Um, so what do you look for? What traits do you look for in an artist that you, you want to work with? Because you, you touched on local artists, you touched on the EDM hip hop, but what traits are you looking for, for an artist that you want to sp- in, invest and spend your time with? Cause obviously, you know, time is a thing you you're wearing many hats. So time is a thing for you. So what do you look for? That's like, this artist is going to be worth my time and worth my while. Damn. There's a lot of things. Right now, the thing I'm looking at is integrity. Um, right now, the thing I'm looking at is integrity because I'm not just working with other models right now. So, like, if I, I'm working with other 
models. I'm obviously looking at the aesthetic of how we're going to work together. Um, and then also a big portion is who you are. Like if I can even be around you, if I can associate with the things you're associating with, Mm -hmm. um, depending, like I'm not going to work with somebody who's, um, who doesn't believe that black lives matter. Like there, there's one thing I'm not in the, the other community. I'm not going to work with people who do things such as race play. Um, then when you're talking about photographers, now, if you're a photographer, I'm looking at your integrity hard. Um, I'm looking at your work too, but definitely your integrity because there's a lot of predators. And then there's mm -hmm. also just a lot of people who don't value their models at all um, as the face of their art, like the face of what they're going to be putting out the product. Like when you are the product, it's not a picture of a treat. It's not a picture of some food. It's not a picture of a product. It's a picture of a person. And you're essentially using their livelihood to uh, advance also like your brand. So you're merging. It's a collaboration. It's not, it, it gets a lot to sometimes to feel like a product and that's, it's like, so I try to work with people who have integrity and come from a collaborative standpoint and, um, are considerate. That's a big thing. And then for music, really, I'm just looking at people who are good at their craft fit the sound range that I'm looking for. I mean, the type of music that I like and the type of music that I've been featuring on is a lot different. Mm. Two very different things. So, so speak on that a little bit, the, the type of music you like, uh, how does, how, how does it differ from the type of music that you like versus what you're featured on? Well, I've built a brand as a, a model and as a specifically, um, an alternative or fetish model. So, you know, fetish rap when ah. you're talking like Tommy Genesis, um, you know, Tommy Genesis is probably the best example of fetish rap and like, gosh, Nico and princess Nokia, but like, it's not like them, but I would say it's more in the lane of like fetish rap, at least what I'm working on right now. Not a lot of the things that I'm planning for are very much similar because I'm trying to like, diversify it some more because I'm known as a certain person before I was ever in the military, before I was ever a model. And that's like who I am, but the modeling has become a part of me and it's become a part of my brand. So of course I'm going to make some music that caters to that because I'm not as active in it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I want to do some more work, like the things I love. So I love Jay electronica. Um, I love this artist group, Ebei. Um, who else? Rhapsody, Nitty Scott. You know, all the rappers that I mentioned locally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that my music is a lot like theirs, <laughs> but because <laughs> they're not like fetish models, but you know. But you, but you rap on what you know and, and, and part of, well, what you know, but also what falls in line with the brand because, and, and looking over it, like, you you come off as a person that has um from from the beginning of this conversation and following on social media and it's deeper than obviously but you come off as a person that wears many hats and and that it's like how do these things connect so to hear that you're 
and you're doing like uh, uh like fetish like rap or what have you that makes sense when you're in that that space of being an alternative model so out of having all of those different hats what would you say your if you were to rank them or for, if you were to put them in like a classify them what would be your your, your truest passion what's that number one that is like regardless I'm, I, that's that's my number one that's my baby that's the thing that i'm always doing it's um so like yeah it's always the art but um i've naturally always been inclined to spiritual things so a lot of the conscious rap um and spiritual living i've always been a very spiritual person um and i believe in balance so there's a a great bit of balance in the two things and the worlds that i live in or there something is always balancing another thing but the thing that i've always fallen back on is my spirituality mm. and i think that will come to the forefront more in the end or later like just in the natural evolution like if i were to paint a picture or go chapter by chapter i think bringing that to the forefront will come last because essentially start there and i end there but there's many things in the journey along the way and i think that they're all important but if i had to like cut everything i would always keep my spirituality i respect that because uh, i live a magical life with or without any of these things i like that living a magical life is a mystical life some might say mystical and is magical and practicum is definitely mystical and then experiencing just magic and the universe is is just it that just is (laughs) you don't have to to evoke or conjure or set anything up to see that you just see it and experience it and it's a beautiful part of life so i got a few more questions before we before we wrap up here um which part of, and, and, and you can put it in one particular area or just overall, because again, I think you're more of a brand than any one particular thing, uh, one particular uh, creative expression. What part of the creative process do you enjoy most and what do you enjoy least and why? When I get the idea, when I conceive the idea, when I have the, the space and the time and the environment at this point because i have tons of ideas i haven't worked on yet but then i have like ideas that are birthing like they're coming in and um when i get the idea and i'm like oh shit and then it clicks like who i can do this with or how is this going to work like is this going to work and then my least favorite part is thinking about um the release of it, like yeah. posting it or sharing it. And then the like doing of it because it's like, I mean, I'm working, I have a music video coming up and it got postponed, but there was a lot of like stuff, like finding the outfits and figuring out what I wanted to do. And just knowing it had to be done. I had pressure at first cause it had to be done a certain amount of time and now it doesn't. So now I had all this time, mm-hmm. but So the process leading up to it, like getting everything ready to do it. And then after the doing it, the doing it part is fun, but the releasing it, I get so much anxiety behind releasing it. And with some of the things that are coming up, like not the music, but some of the shoots that I have planned Mm -hmm. are definitely going to give me a lot of anxiety before I put them out. Um, a lot of the times I was afraid like, Oh, am I showing too much skin? Am I going to lose another Instagram? Is this going to get me kicked off of, Facebook, is this going to do this? Is this going to do that? Now I'm like, okay, 
I have to really look at like the community guidelines. Like, is this going to be crossing too many lines? Is this going to be too hard for society to look at? Is this like, I mean, when art, when you look at art, there's people who've literally cut off their ears. There's all type of like nudity in art throughout history. There's a lot of controversy in art. Like if art doesn't compel people to think, then what really is it? So like, I feel like there's a lot of censorship on me specifically (laughs) um, because of how I've come to be like the fetish modeling was not a help. And because spiritually being a very outspoken and non-traditional and um i I don't want to just say eccentric but like i mean for example last night i got put in facebook jail because i posted really cute pictures of lambs and goats and you know it was just like how can you eat this and surprisingly like two people just said something like neutral and one per and then like 20 people came on there and they're just like basically saying how they would eat them and um I'm not a vegetarian and I'm not a vegan, but they're like babies. So mm-hmm. obviously I think they're cute and I posted that. So I found a lot of like inconsideration from my peer group, really. Like I'm like, okay, clearly y'all can't read the room because this is not a post about how you want to eat your lamb or goat. Like, um, so y'all are inconsiderate. And I'm just like, okay, so they're asking me how soon is it? How, how old is, how long have, how long is the life? live long enough before they die and i'm like how long should your child live before it dies yeah it's a baby like why are we having that conversation i'm not saying like you're a monster for eating meat i'm just saying they're babies and like i'm taking this space to say that so for all y'all to come on here and just like talk about how you're gonna like slaughter these babies it's like okay well if these were my babies and i came up to your door um and you want like these are my pet baby goats and baby lambs and I came to your door and you tried to like kill my goat. I'm just saying like, you might end up getting fed to pigs, like, because that's just a natural way of things. Like how long was it for your life that needed to be lived? Um, no, well that's, but that's a legit thing. Like I think what you're, what you're touching on is a thing that I've noticed when you're, you're doing something and you, you, you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier too, when you're, you're doing something and as you start to get more exposure and expand, whether it be from people who observing, not commenting, not saying anything, but just waiting in the backgrounds and maybe reporting something that they just don't like or putting something out there because for lack of a better term, they're, they're haters, or you, you have this spot where you have an opinion and you're s- stating your opinion um, on something. And it's not being like, uh, uh, inconsiderate. It's not being uh, villainous or anything along those lines. It's not. It's not like you're you're evoking anything that's like like negative, but you're just saying an opinion on something, and then it leads to these new term violations and and so on. And yes. ultimately, I think that that's going to be a, a major issue because you're you're right. Like. I've seen um, different things online, whether it be nudity, because you you follow different things. You you follow a, a litany of different people in different posts. Man, Playboy Playboy magazine is on Instagram. They post nudities. There's men own. So, there's these men own companies and male pages that have naked women all over them, and they stay. Well, the, and then no. there's women who are empowered by their own body, and they get taken off like easily. Well, yes, unless they're. Well, it's a lot of truth to that. I I will say when I scroll through my my timeline and I'm very locally influenced, it's a lot of witch sex magic stuff that's posted. And it's like, yo, I'm I'm following you because of this. I don't need to see 
you busting it wide open. And that's not being kicked off. I'm not knocking one side or the other. I, my point ultimately is there's a fair amount of inconsistency there as to what the rules are. So if someone is like looking at this and say, okay, these are the terms and condition expressed that I'm consenting to. All right, I'm going to do things within this. And then suddenly one month later, we got an update. Now you're violating these terms. And then you start losing or for someone that, as you, you touched on earlier, that you, for you to do a lot of your work, it's being sponsored travel. So sponsored travel means I would imagine more people uh, coming to contact with your content and coming to contact with you as a, as a, as a person on, on whatever the platform is. So if they're, if they're trimming that down, if they're blocking you, putting you in jail and all of that different stuff, then that's stopping your throwing, throwing pages away, throwing 28,000 followers, 28.8 thousand followers away, throwing 10.7 thousand followers away. Like these are things that are racked up in just a couple months of time, but it still takes work. Yeah. And it also takes all the work down taking all the, the verifications that you may have put into place down. And then they have these, these, these weird rules. Cause like, you know, as a podcaster and so on, I, I know that they have these, these different things because you, when you start seeing like sponsorships, right? Like you'll see podcasts that are, this is a Spotify official podcast. So using that, right. You would imagine that if, if Spotify has a Spotify podcast, wouldn't they put them in the front instead of like some independent podcaster? And you have to be either very, uh, either very successful, have a really large fan base or something, but independent podcasters get pushed down, but not long ago, it was a fair playing ground. So ultimately I think a lot of these different things that us as the users, whether it be you're putting out there, whatever your content is, you're helping driving it and getting it popular. And then they are turning on you. And then you start losing things that are your livelihood. You start losing things that are giving you that esteem as a, as a creator or a person adjacent to creators. And it's, it's really weird. It's really weird. And it can be very damaging. Like, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people who lost eight pages in one year. That's a like, lot. I know about one other model who maybe lost a lot like that, but they've been in it way longer. That's the other thing. Like in under a year to lose eight pages is, is the real hatred. Do you um, feel like you've been stepped on? That's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. I feel like I've been, <laughs> uh, I feel like I've been targeted. Yeah. I feel like I've been hazed, harassed. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I can turn around now and I can see a lot of my content still being sold on mail pages mm -hmm. and still being featured on these pages, whether I'm tagged or not. And I'm like, that is bullshit. Like I can't eat off of me, but all these, these people can, that's not okay. Like that's a real problem that, that makes me <clears throat> very upset. Um, and when I get upset, that doesn't necessarily equate to let's have a talk. So, <laughs> um, you know, with, I mean like the, these vile, like the standards are crazy. I literally posted something that was like along the lines of with all the murders that were going on <clears throat> with the Asian community as regards to COVID. Mm -hmm with the the things that have been coming out the documents that have been coming out regarding that uh, i just posted something along the lines of like um some of us should be apologizing to chinese people the people not the government i don't think we owe any the chinese government or our government any fucking apologies mm -hmm. but the people in general or in this instance this instance solely and not looking at everything else not looking at what's going on there not looking on what's going on here in regards to everything else that 
we are aware of what our former president, the the propaganda and the terms he's used and the things that followed. Yeah. And um, yeah, it got it got pinned for hate speech. And I was like, what? Yeah, I I do. Me saying that we should apologize to somebody is a is hate so- speech. That's the thing. Who am I hating? That's the thing. Like the because I outside of this, outside of this, I, I work within in data. So, so there's some trash little code that's in there that doesn't make sense. It's some weird filter because they they kind of mentioned it, and you know we're not going to get too deep in the woods, but they kind of touched on it when the election and all was going on that we're going to block this stuff. We're going to block this type of stuff. So in that, they told us that we're going to suppress certain information and they got really stringent with their, uh, um, with their standards, their standards of practice and all. So in that, it wasn't going to be only for, Oh, if you said Trump or if you said Biden or if you said election or whatever, they're not going to look for those words. They're going to look for any words that they are deeming this because you can't really control it. It's too dynamic. So they're throwing anything There's in an there. agenda behind Absolutely. that. Clearly. Absolutely. Clearly agendized. Um, and it's very sickening. I, I, I posted a photo shoot that we did and we did the photo shoot the day that they announced uh, that Biden won. They flagged me. And they said that you are spreading misinformation. And I was like, I was there. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because I said, I, this was the day that oh Biden God. won the election. I was like, this is not like the day before. This was like announced, validated the whole thing. And I was like, the post is not even about that. And sometimes you want to you so... break the algorithm to see if it's, this is just bullshit. You guys have found a word and then you decided to act based off of a keyword. How far do you think this goes in our... Um in our society before um, people no longer tolerate or accept it. I, I think for, for a lot of these things, I, I think someone that's really, really, really big that has a lot of influence has to just say, yo, we're, we're not using this. We're not going to do this. Um, I, I think. I mean the censorship in, in general, because if you're willing to censor people all across the internet, like that's a like elimination of freedom of speech. There are mm-hmm. people who've been kicked out of other countries based off of like social media uses, like com- com- political comments mm-hmm. and such. So I mean, hell, even killed. <laughs> you know, that can lead down a very um, crazy road. That it, it well, yeah. <laughs> like I, especially for the expressive people, that can really do a lot mentally and trigger a lot. And I just don't know where that goes. And, and I think. And evolutionary or revolutionary sense, but um, doesn't look very good. No, I, but I think <laughs> I think what you're touching on is maybe a topic for another day. But I think what you're touching on is this this convergence between being a creative, being a, someone that's expressive, and things like that. But using social media, especially in the last year, we've had to do a lot more usage, and there's a lot more ads and a lot more whatever for them to make big bucks, right? And we're having more parameters. And I would imagine, like you said, eight pages in a year. So I would imagine most of them were doing the pandemic, you know, and they're like, yo, this is literally my livelihood that willy nilly, you're like, yeah, we're going to put this away. Like at one point to do ads for my podcast, they wouldn't let me pay them. They said I violated something. They wouldn't let me do ads. So I'm like, here's money. Can you promote this episode outside of this podcast? I do a movie review podcast and I do a comedy podcast, uh, comedy and news. And I was like, yo, I've spent a couple thousand dollars with you for ads. Yeah, this is our final decision. Cool. I don't care. I don't have to pay you. 
And it's just, it's, it's things that don't really work. So last question I have for you before we get into shameless plugs and all of that good stuff is this podcast, obviously it's about artists, entrepreneurs, and tastemakers in and around Baltimore. So whenever I speak to any guests, I want to get their viewpoint on what they think Baltimore is about and describe Baltimore and just give them that. What is Baltimore from your vantage point? Baltimore is one of the most inspiring places. It is full of so much diversity. There are, there's an abundance of local artists, artists who are local to here that literally are probably some of, or that are some of the best in the world. Um, we're talking about our Wendell Patricks. We're talking about, um, you know, ill conscious in his lane. Mm -hmm. We're talking about black chakra. You're looking at some of the best in the world. And most people don't think of that when they think of Baltimore and they should, they really should, like they should start thinking of Baltimore from outside, from traveling all around the world from traveling in the military, from being in the military and being in these different types of cultures. I know how my city is seen from the outside and I'm going to be honest, I don't fucking like it. And I hate it. I hate how uh, the outside world has projected onto our city. Mm -hmm. I hate how the media has portrayed our city. Um, I hate how our media in this city portrays our city and that light isn't shed on the things that are very beautiful and the things that hold the city together, like glue the things that um, keep people alive. And um, it's, it's our art, it's our art community is our biggest strength mm -hmm. and the artist. Um, there's a lot of soul. I mean, there's like every genre you can think of. We have an amazing hip hop community. There's a amazing EDM community. Um, you know, there's the metal scene. There's a lot of different, art communities you got the art schools and all type of people traveling here to do art and learn art so you have micah mm -hmm. and then again an overwhelming amount like a, a melting pot of local artists who are from here and cultivated here and then even people again that came from here and got famous somewhere else but it, it's just beautiful and i think that our city should be known specifically for its art Oh, well, thank you. That, that sounds good. And thank you for sharing that. All right. So that's all of my questions, but I want to give you the opportunity to um, tell people where to find you. Where's your social media, all of that good stuff. Um, and this has been great. This has been, um, this has been eye opening. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Mac M A C C M I N N I Mac mini. Um, you can always hashtag mystic mini hashtag charm city mini. I'm on Facebook as Amanda Elizabeth. Yeah, that's how you can find me. YouTube as well, Mini Souls. So, so thank you, thank you, uh, Mac Mini, um, for for being on the podcast, and um, I'll do my sign off. So, for Mac Mini, I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. <laughs>